All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from the road to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. No, I am not in Judea, nor in Jerusalem, nor in Hebron. I'm on the road on a family trip, and we are heading towards Texas and New Jersey, and we're going to be uh, out here on the road for a little bit, almost a month, actually, uh, and I'm recording from an unlikely kind of situation right now here. I'm poolside watching the kids. <laughs> in a motel on the road uh, but uh, you know you get a chance to talk about Israel in all kinds of different places and I guess uh, actually this is a great place for me to start with a story that happened to me yesterday you know what I'll start even with a story that happened to me a few years back a few years back I was heading to Australia to speak for the AJA for the Australian Jewish Association and um, on the way down there to Australia I had to stop in the great city of Hong Kong and uh, I had somebody that was going to meet me there and tour me around. But in any case, my, uh, my first piece of instruction was to get on the train out of the airport. And I got on the train uh, leaving the airport. There's a, like there's a shuttle train. And just as I, as I stand up there and I'm looking around at this very different kind of surrounding, a woman comes up to me and she says to me, Are you a rabbi? And I have to say to you, she said it to me in an Asian accent. She's like, are you a rabbi? I'm like, yes. She goes, are you a rabbi from Israel? I go, yes. She goes, I love the Bible. And she takes out a small Bible and she shows it to me. It's an abridged Bible. And then she says the following words. She says, I have been praying to meet a rabbi from Israel. And that was just, and, and we had a conversation, and we stayed in touch a little bit, but the point is is that immediately the, the, the light of Israel and the light of Hashem, the light of Torah, touched somebody out there, and immediately I was able to connect to somebody. And the reason I tell you this preamble story is because as we got here just to this motel, we had a problem with our little safe, you know, the safe in the room. And we called in a guy. We called in a guy. The guy comes in, an el- older gentleman. Turns out that he was 80 years old. And this older gentleman, uh, I, I asked him, I said, where are you from? He says, Puerto Rico. I said, he said to me, where are you from? I said, Israel. And within one second, he says to me, I love Israel. And I learned the Bible every day. And to the point that he started, that I, when I told him about Hebron, he goes, well, you know who conquered Hebron? And I didn't think he would know. And he goes, Caleb. And then he told Joshua. He said, I'm 85 years old. In the book of Joshua, I'm 85 years old and I can go conquer Hebron like, like Moses promised or would, like I promised because I followed the will of God. And I, I, just, I, just, I just choked up because I couldn't believe, you know, that this man came to my room and, 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 and Hebron and, and Kalev and all these things were so, were so sharp in his mind. And he says to me, just like Kalev, I'm 80. I'm 80 years old and he was 85 and I'm still strong today. And... The, the point is, is that the light of Israel, the light of the Bible, the light of the Tanakh, the light of, of Hashem, it's, it shines so brightly, so brightly does it shine. And I, I do believe that we simply don't live up to the power of that, own, that light, our own message, our own narrative. I just don't think we live up to it. I don't think we live up to it. Um, and I want to give a, I want to jump topics now. I want to connect the topic to something that happened this week. Just as I was leaving uh, Israel, what was the big topic that hit the scene? 
the announcement by the company, the Ben and Jerry's company, that they're boycotting basically Judea and Samaria, Jews in Judea and Samaria, and selling ice cream through their Israeli subsidiary, which they broke with because the Israeli subsidiary was not willing to boycott Judea and Samaria. And so, uh, but they're dropping the Israeli subsidiary because they're not, because they didn't find anybody who was willing to uphold their boycott. And I, you know, it was it was like I made a video about it and stuff, but just like so, so such a such a such a great you know uh, 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 a softball toss up to to make a point about the evils of BDS, about how the progressive world has signed into. Uh, the jihadist narrative, et cetera, et cetera, and how you know, perfidious they are, and how, of course, they don't, you know, they, they, they you know, and everybody's made these points that they don't uh, care about American indigenous rights. They, you know, they care about Palestinian indigenous rights, and how is it that they're in, the, in cahoots with the, they have the same position as the, as the Hamas, and how is it that they don't care about any other conflicts in the world? And all of the hypocrisy is laid bare, and all of the hate and the self hate is laid bare. And, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity. And, and what's so good about these moments is when somebody does something evil to the Jews, so the Jews all, like, like you know, wake up and, and get pissed off and, and, and just, uh, you know, make a big stink about it and, and fight back and say, how could you, and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's all true. You know, Ben and Jerry's, they're, they're perfidious, they're despicable, they're, that's an evil edict. Uh, and my mom was happy. She said, you know, less calories, less fat for the Jews, that's good. But the the other side of it, the darker side of the whole story, is that the 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 reason that that we have this kind of stuff, the reason that we have this stuff, is not because the left is bad and because the uh, progressives are perfidious and all that. The real reason is because our own Jewish and Israeli narrative is not held up strongly. We ourselves do not push hard on trying to promote our own story in the way that uh, we're clear and unambivalent about it. Instead, we are quite ambivalent about it. And that ambivalence, that un- lack of clarity where Israel is not making it clear that this is our land and that we're going to live in it and that we're going to hold it and we're going to be sovereign in it, when we don't use that to its, uh, to its fullness, when we, when we don't uh, enunciate that policy fully, then guess what? Then guess what? Then somebody like Ben and Jerry's can come from stinking Vermont, you know, from all the way somewhere else. I have nothing against Vermont. I just mean to say they can come with a, from an issue from a place that they don't know anything about it, and they can make a claim, and they can call Israel out for being a bad country, etc., etc. Where, where does it all come from? It comes from our lack of clarity, of enunciation, of an unambivalent policy. When you have an ambivalent policy that leads people to be able to doubt your, doubt your narrative, to, to, to enunciate their own counter-narrative, and that counter-narrative is powerful to the point that a company like Ben & Jerry's will feel confident enough to, to call out a Jewish state and to tell the Jews that they're not supposed to live in Judea. Okay, and so and so you see now that like, like the the man who came to my room, to 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 uh, uh, to, to 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 fix something in, in the light of Israel. I mean, to, to the point that the next day we're still at this motel. The same man showed up and showed me his 
collection of his of his rare Israeli coins from the lira period, from the old shekel period. I mean, this is to him burns in his heart. And 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 yet Ben and Jerry's can come and strike against us because we're weak about Judea and Samaria. We're still living the Oslo paradigm where we gave away our land to the Philistines, to the Palestinian Authority. And that is part of our real reality. And then don't be surprised when you create a Palestinian Authority. Don't be surprised when you still have an Oslo process. Don't be surprised when you still pine away for a two-state solution that somebody's going to come and say you're an occupier in that land. Okay, if you, if you are weak on the narrative, then don't be surprised that that is going to be the narrative that wins, that, 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 that has at least as much market segmentation uh, as your counter-narrative. And, and that, is, that is my advice to Israel. And, and I, will, uh, I will also buttress that with one more thing. On the road here, you know, we go to some of these American museums, and, and the way that they portray the whole thing, the way that they portray whatever they're portraying, with such a kind of love and so much, as we say, mushka, uh, you know, uh, so much, so much um, investment to to s sell their wares. And Israel, do we sell our wares the way we really should? Especially the biggest wear of them all, which is the Bible, the Torah, God's word that the whole world has read. I really think we underdo it. I think we undersell it, and I think this leads the way to you know the secular narrative of Israel which is really pretty superficial and really not that attractive. If you want a secular beach version uh, of Israel, you could go to Greece or you could go to Florida, you could go anywhere you want, and you got plenty of all that stuff. You want nightlife, there's many better places, or at least just as good without the danger of Israel. So um, we're still here poolside, and now it's time, after some of these thoughts, to talk a little bit of Torah. All right, so we have a great Torah portion of Ed Hanan, Book of Deuteronomy. Before I go to that, I just want to thank you, Chavit Seidman, Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, and Lou for helping get the show out to the world. God bless you guys wherever you are. God bless you guys for getting it out to wherever everybody else is. I know where you are, uh, but everybody else around the world, God bless you for listening. You guys are the biggest supporters of the show. Uh, and please check out YishaiFleischer.com and our new donate page to keep the show free and widely dispersed dispersed per, widely broadcast whatever um, and I want to I want to really uh, give some appreciation to the to the friends that make this show happen now back to the text uh, we're in the book of Deuteronomy book of Varim Torah portion of Ver Hanan and this uh, Torah portion is my father's Torah portion whose birthday was Tu Be'av so I dedicate the show to to my father Alexander Ben Benjamin Fleischer, Alexander Fleischer, Dr. Alexander Fleischer. And um, his birthday was, was Tubav, the holiday of Jewish love. And, and that is also happens to be uh, mine and Malka's anniversary. And that's what it's going to be this weekend, this Shabbat, which we, we will be in beautiful Austin, Texas. And I know people have been writing to me saying, uh, are you going to be in Texas? I am. So reach out to me if you want to see me, YishaiYishaiFleischer.com. Uh, I think I owe some emails to some people. I'll be happy to do it. So, uh, Jewish, the Jewish holiday of love, the Tikkun, for the ninth of Av, the fixing for the uh, sin of the spies, is the is the is the holiday of Jewish love, Jewish connectivity to the land of Israel, to the God of Israel, to the Torah of Israel. Now, this Torah portion of Hanan has got a lot of different segments in it. I'll just read a few that I think are important. The first one 
is to challenge, you know how people love to talk about Jews being smart. I always chafe at that business of Jews being smart. I always say, we're not smart. Our smartness comes from following Hashem's laws. That's our wisdom. And here it says it in this week's Torah portion with, with, with great clarity what I'm talking about. It says, Ushmartem v'asitem. Keep it and do it. Kihi chokhmatchem. Because it is your wisdom. Ubinatchem. And your, and your, your, uh, your cleverness. Le'inehamim. To the eyes of the nations. Like we were talking about before. Asher yishma'un. Which they will hear. Et kol achukim ha'ele. They'll hear all your laws. V'amru rak. Am chacham v'navon ha'goya gadol azeh. This nation must be a wise and clever giant nation, strong nation. Because they'll hear the laws and they'll be like, wow, you are living a godly life. It's not that you're smart. It's that you're following God. That is your wisdom. That is your great wisdom. And that is the way that you should understand Jewish wisdom. Not that we're smart. That, that God has given us rules to follow that are smart. And then, he, and then the, the Torah keeps going, Kimi goy gadol. Who is a big nation like this? Asher lo Elohim, that God is with them. Krovim elav, God is close to them. Ki Adonai Eloheinu b'chol kareinu elav. Like Hashem our God, whenever we call to Him. Holy cow, the whole wisdom of the Jewish people is that God is close to us. And when we call to Him, He hears us. Everybody wants that. That's the, that's the wisdom of the Jewish people. Not that we uh, are good doctors and lawyers. And if we are good doctors and lawyers, that's, a, that's actually a fruit, a byproduct of that, of that following God. And that's where the blessing comes from. So that's such an important point. And it's a point also that takes away haughtiness. It's not that it's, not that it's us. It's that Hashem has decided that, that the children of Abraham are going to be blessed and they're going to be close to Him. They're going to be His nation. And that's what he, through, through that, through closeness to Him. And so therefore the greatest smartness that a Jewish person can do is work on being close to Hashem. That's the greatest gift of them all, being close to Hashem. All right, so that, those are important verses in chapter 4, uh, book of Deuteronomy. And then, again, and then it goes again, I just want to add to that. It says, Umi goi gadol, who is a big nation, that has laws and statutes, sadikim, just ones. There's this whole Torah, is this Torah which I put in front of you today. That is, that is the real wisdom of the Jewish people, is their being close to God. And it's not a coincidence that this week's Torah portion is also one where he lays out the fundamentals of the Jewish laws that are also partially universal Jewish laws. Notice the way I said that. Isn't that an interesting formulation? Universal Jewish laws. They're universal, but they're Jewish. It's through our Torah. You can accept it, and then it's universal. But it's for the Jewish people, but there's a universal message there. And that is, of course, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are life-giving, life-rejuvenating, <clears throat> life-affirming uh, ways to live life. Uh, the best example of them all is to honor your parents. <clears throat> you honor your parents. That is the most life-affirming. There's nothing that's, nothing that's going to give you life or your family life more than that mitzvah of honoring the parents, honoring the grandparents, and, and really um, uh, passing that, that respect from one generation to the next. Uh, and of course, all the other laws like the Sabbath, uh, and not taking God's name in vain, and knowing that Hashem is God, and knowing that, uh, that uh, there's no place for idolatry in this world, etc. 
there's another verse that I want to. Uh, that's the wisdom of the Jewish people. That's what. That's uh, I. I am trailing back for a second, which is that's the real wisdom of the Jewish people, is that we follow Hashem. And we have also one of my favorite verses uh, in Deuteronomy, which is chapter six, verse three. Veshamata Israel, and you heard Israel. Veshamarta laasot, and you and you made sure to fulfill. Or you kept to fulfill. Asher itavlach, which would be, it'll be good for you. Vasher tarbun me'od. And you'll become very fruitful through it. Kasher diber Hashem elokei avotech As Hashem, the God of your forefathers, spoke to you. Eretz, zavat, chalav, udvash. A land flowing with milk and honey. This is almost a non sequitur. It's a, it's a, it's a phrase that's true when you speak it out just like Moses was giving a speech and here's how it went it went something like this it's like you'll hear Israel if you pay attention listen and you'll keep it to do it it'll be good for you you're going to become very fruitful the God, the God of your forefathers spoke to you a land flowing with milk and honey that's what the whole point is. It's a land of flowing. What does that mean, land flowing with milk and honey? It means it's flowing with these things. The milk and honey is the Torah. You live a life of the Torah. By the way, today I was at a kosher restaurant, organized mincha, and that turned into a mincha marav. What a pleasure it is to, to ask people to join you, to pray in a minyan. You know, and everybody's so, everybody just says, thank you. Thank you for pushing God's agenda along. And so, uh, right after this phrase that I just read to you about the land flowing in milk and honey, there's the central phrase of, of Israel, which is Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hero Israel, Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. And as I've mentioned in other years, uh, this phrase is a mini, tiny version of the first two commandments, where the two commandments tell you that I am Hashem, your God, there should be no other gods before me, so too here. Hashem Elokeinu, that means Hashem is our, is our God, Hashem Echad, God is one, and God is no, not other, He's not split in any way, uh, He's not divided in any way, there's only one God, and, uh, and, and He is the ultimate controller and the ultimate king, and it's His world, and it's His complex and interesting world that we live. Uh, and so Shema Yisrael is a, uh, also a password. It's a password into, into, into a peoplehood, and into the people who follow and join that peoplehood. I've come to understand that there's a Jewish nation, but there's also the nationality of Israel. People want to join us, people that are with us. Uh, and the people that are with us are welcome, but they have to be humble. They have to be humble before the Jewish people who have carried this Torah for a long time, and of course humble before God who, who has taught the Jewish people a certain way. So if you, want to, if you want to be close to the Jewish people, humility is key. Humility is key before God and before others who have a combined wisdom. In any case, my dear friends, uh, the Torah portion is, is filled with, with great advice. And the key advice of it all is that Hashem, uh, even the great punishments of Tisha B'Av, uh, are, are a pathway towards a blessing, uh, a renewal of, 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 of connectivity, of relationship, as Rav Mike Foyer would say. Uh, and that is Tubav, the holiday of Jewish love, at the heart of it, uh, as Rabbi, his name just slipped my mind, it'll come back to me, uh, but it's a great rabbi that I heard speak, he said, he said, if, if you put a needle 
if you put a pin right through the heart of the most holy place of the Jewish people, which is the Temple Mount, you're going to put a kind of pin right between the two cherubs. And the two cherubs represent the love. That love is at the heart uh, of the Jewish story and of the story of Israel in this world. And it's really of God's love for this world. And as expressed through his love to the Jewish people, as is meant to be a light to, to the world. And we got, we, got to be, we got to be loud and proud about that light and not be uh, too, you know, too, like, there's a place where humility can be detrimental. Uh, if we would make a museum of the Bible like they have in D.C., etc., and really, and really, you know, played up uh, the, the, the biblical story and said with clarity, yes, this is our land, this is, this is what we want, this is where we're following, the whole world would thank you. Oh, and I was on the Temple Mount on the 9th of Av with my boys, and a police officer says to me, and I guess with this I'll finish, he says to me, he says to me, um, he says, why does it say, he's, an, he's a Yemenite police officer from a rabbinic family, he says to me, why does it say, our sages say, halacha bayadua ke'esav sonele Yaakov, <laughs> the, the statement is that it is well known, it is a well known halacha, that Esav, Esau, Esav hates Jacob, or hates to Jacob, he gives hate towards Jacob. So the police officer says to me, the answer is, be, and why, doesn't it, why would it say Jacob and not Israel? That was his question. It should say, it should say that, that Esav hates Israel, that's our bigger names, why does he say he hates specifically Jacob? So one way is to say he specifically hates his brother, but then what's the teaching for eternity? And so he said the teaching is when the Jewish people act like Jacob, when we act small and weak and confused and ambivalent, then Esau hates us. But when we act like Israel, Esau respects us. It does not say that Esau hates Israel. He hates Jacob. You got to be Israel out there. You got to go Superman on this thing. You can't go lightweight. You got to go all the way. All right, folks, I really want to thank you for being with me here poolside uh, on the road to Texas, on the way. Um, and um, I'm sending you my blessings. I'm not in the official land of blessings, but wherever we go, we walk towards the land of Israel, like Rabbi Nachman said. And there's good things and good energies and good people everywhere. And I bless the lands that I'm in. I bless the motels that I'm in. I bless the people that I meet. And um, I spread an eye... Uh, of positivity and light that's what I try to do I know that's my mission and the only reason I'm telling you that is so that it'll be your mission as well uh, which is to spread positivity joy and light uh, towards others and, and reflect the light of Israel uh, I want to thank all the good sponsors of the show uh, including JewishPress.com including HebronFund.org protecting the forefathers and mothers HebronFund.org including our good friends at Prohibition Pickle uh, that makes such delicious and awesome stuff uh, Prohibition Pickle, check them out uh, on Facebook and on Instagram uh, and also Energy CX uh, which make Energy Kosher EnergyCX.com check them out in all the 50 states of the United States, uh, that's spreading light to the world, so Prohibition Pickle Energy CX, Hebron Fund JewishPress.com, EshaiFleischer.com is a place to donate uh, it's that easy and I want you to write me an email as well, EshaiFleischer.com and in general, the number one sponsor of the show, first and foremost, is Hashem. Thank you very much for the privilege of broadcasting to you through this technology anywhere around the world. And of course, uh, the other great sponsor is yourself for caring, uh, for being part of my life and being part of uh, the story 
uh, which which uh, which all of us are so passionate passionate about. So God bless you, folks, and stay strong out there. Don't let anything get you down. Buy yourself a nice pint of Haagen-Dazs. Haagen-Dazs. <coughs> Some of the Haagen-Dazian, the founders of Haagen-Dazs, were indeed big supporters of the Jewish community of Hebron. So buy us some Haagen-Dazs. If you're in America, if you're in Israel, buy the uh, 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 Ben & Jerry's because that's actually the Israeli company that refused to do business with Ben & Jerry's boycott. So uh, there you can still buy the uh, Israeli Ben & Jerry's. And in America, forget Ben & Jerry's uh, or anywhere else. It's time to buy some good old Haagen-Dazs. God bless you folks from the road. Stay tuned, stay calm, stay connected, stay peaceful, stay strong, stay unambivalent, unambivalent. Don't let them sell you that ambivalence is some kind of value, like it's beautiful to be full of doubt. No, it ain't. It's beautiful to be full of faith and strong. So I do send you my blessings from the road and from all the way on the way to the land of Israel. And Shalom. Enhance your faith, deepen your understanding, align your destiny with the Land of Israel. Subscribe to the Land of Israel Fellowship, an exclusive virtual seminar led by Jeremy Gimpel and Ari Abramowitz with live weekly interactive sessions and ongoing personal mentorship. Subscribe and join this global awakening at thelandofisrael.com slash fellowship. Bringing the Torah from Judea to the world.